am so grateful that God is patient with us. His patience is merciful. Mercy, we don't deserve mercy. We deserve death. We deserve to be cast out of God's presence. We deserve to live in eternity with fear, with weeping, with gnashing of teeth, but God sent his own son and the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. He lived without guilt, without wrong. He spoke the words that God gave him. He was an obedient son who brought honor to his father's name. And as he behaved as God's son, he still didn't get cocky about anything. He was known as the humble king, and he still is today. In James 4, God says he rejects the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That means we need to be living like Christ. That humility doesn't come from our own idea, oh, I should, you know, be humble and serve people. That's the example that Jesus gave us when he lived on this earth. He was merciful. He reached out to those who were sick and wounded. He sat with sinners. He took time away to pray and be with the Father. And I think as we exercise in godliness, as we train in righteousness, we need to not just enjoy the ministry going back and forth between us and non-believers, us and believers, but also time just one-on-one with God. Are we recharging? Are we sitting in his presence? Are we being washed clean every day? Confession, adoration, supplication, all of these things are an important part of prayer, including thankfulness and trust in God that even when we are faithless, He is faithful. He promises us that we will not be on this earth forever. That we have eternal life once we ask Christ into our hearts. We receive the Holy Spirit and from there on out, we don't have to worry about what happens next. We know what happens next. The sun will rise, the sun will set, and that will be a day. God is with us in the daytime and the nighttime. He's in our thoughts. He's in our heart. He's in our attitudes. But we have to choose to allow those parts of our body, those parts of our human experience, to submit our thoughts to God. To serve as Christ served. To kneel down in prayer, whether crying or with elation, pouring out our request to God, pouring out our hurt and our burdens. We try to bear other people's burdens. I fall so short of this all the time, thinking that I'm the savior figure. I'm the one who's bringing people closer to Christ and without me, they would never come to Christ. God gave me a ministry, but he didn't give me the responsibility to save people. I can't do that. So when people come to me with questions, if they're walking in sin and they want to stop, all I can really say is, yes, I will help you stay accountable, but you get the decision. 
you get to choose. It's between you and our creator. Because when we sin, we're not just affecting the people around us. We're not just sullying ourselves. We're hurting God. When we sin against anyone, we're hurting God. And what has he done but love us? He took on our pain. So why do we spit in his face? I don't want to be the person in the crowd that mocked him and said, save yourself when he was on the cross. I want to be like the sinner on the cross, the thief that was crucified right by Jesus. And he said, truly, you are the son of God. And Jesus said, today, you will be with me in paradise. All it takes is recognition that Jesus is who he says he is. He is Lord. Through him, nothing was made that was made. By him, we have eternal life. By his love, we can love others. Our wounds are healed. Just imagine how much goes into the healing of a simple scrape on our hands. One cut, one little splinter, whatever it is, when the skin is opened, when we see the blood, when we feel the pain, we're aware that we're being hurt. And God designed our bodies to heal. We don't just see the problem and say, oh, I gotta fix this, you know? I gotta make my skin, you know, connect to the piece that it's not yet connected to to close up my cut. Um, I need to make a scab, I have to put, you know, no. Just like when he heals us spiritually, he also heals us physically. He intervenes. He is the one who makes the healing process possible. And we have to trust that he will complete that process. He is patient with us, watching us as we train in godliness, moving through us, giving us good desires to do good works, and equipping us to speak in the ministry we're called to, to paint, to balance a checkbook, to take care of children, to enforce the law, to give guidance. All of these things, God gives us specific gifts, spiritual gifts, and unique talents and abilities. And we owe it to him and to the people he's called us to serve to develop that talent, develop that gift so that you are made stronger. And I know that what hurts our relationship probably the most is when we ignore prayer time and fill that free time instead with entertainment, with amusement, with a quote, escape from the stresses of life. But in order to escape stress, we need to take time and focus on the God who takes away our worries who takes away our fears and our anxieties. If it's so hard to let our brains rest, then why don't we just pray until we are at peace? Let's ask God for wisdom 
not just so that we feel good about ourselves, but so that we may understand what is the good and perfect will of God. And we need to listen to his Holy Spirit. He is that still small voice that we can hear. We just have to choose to draw near to God, to resist the devil and he will flee, to run away from youthful passions and lusts, but instead to call on the name of the Lord with those who do so out of a pure heart. We need to be calling on God in all areas of our lives so that we can see how he works. We're focused on his process. We're tuned into his thoughts and we can never understand all of his thoughts. They're insurmountable. We can never attain that knowledge on our own. But God chooses to reveal just enough of his mystery day by day so that we can become more and more like Christ and we can learn more and more about how the Holy Spirit works and we can experience more and more what it is to have a heavenly father who always listens, who always protects, who always serves and comforts us. And I pray that we would also cherish his discipline. He is working in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure. And it is our responsibility to respond by faith and say, God, I know that you wait for me. So help me to wait for you. I pray that we would just be in his presence and take into account the things that we need to confess, to develop plans to prevent those sins from happening again, to take care of this body, a temple of God, that in our relationships, we would be centered on Christ because it's all about him. It's about his example and it's about his power enabling us to follow that example. That is my prayer, that we would wait on the Lord and that we'd keep our eyes fixed on Christ in all things. Let's pray to him in all things.